Did you know that 43% of our kids ages 13 to 14 don't believe in the existence of God or don't care? Or did you know that 70% believe Satan doesn't even exist? What is going on with our children? Well, George Barna, in his new book, Raising Spiritual Champions, is going to educate us on what is happening to our children and what we can do to help raise our children to be followers of Christ. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I am ecstatic to have George Barna on the show today. Dr. George Barna is a professor and director of research at the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University. He is also the Senior Research Fellow at Family Research Council Center for Biblical Worldview. He was the founder of the Barna Group, the Barna Institute, the American Culture and Faith Institute, and Metaformation. His new book, Raising Spiritual Champions, is the 60th book that George Barna has authored or co-authored. His books have addressed social and religious trends, worldview, leadership, spiritual development, church dynamics, and cultural transformation. He enjoys spending time with his grandchildren, relaxing at the beach or on a cruise, watching the New York Yankees, playing bass guitar, and listening to the blues, hanging out with his blind dog, Ray Charles, visiting comedy clubs or watching comedy specials and reading novels. And his outstanding research is second to none. I am so blessed to have him on the show again and to share his research and wisdom. Welcome back, Dr. Barna. Thanks, Leanne. It's good to be back with you. Thanks for having me. Well, your new book just blew me away. I literally cried when I read it. I cried because I was so happy that someone was sounding the alarm and they had the statistics to back it up. And I was upset for our children, our children's future. Let me just start with just a few statistics out of many. 61% believe Jesus sinned or may have sinned while he's on earth. 12% of children's ministry leaders have a biblical worldview. Only 12% of the children's ministry leaders in our church who are teaching our children have a biblical worldview. So your statistics are alarming, but vitally important. The book features a collaborative effort between the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University and the Family Research Council addressing the development of children in America. Were you surprised at the findings? And what would you say was the most alarming statistic? And I wouldn't say I was surprised necessarily. I mean, I've been doing this for decades. So, you know, it's it's been a progression in terms of research. And I keep building on the things that we learn. But while I wasn't necessarily surprised, I, I was certainly very disappointed to see that the trends are continuing in the downward direction rather than improving. And, you know, when I look at some of the statistics in there, I mean, they're they're alarming, whether I'm surprised or not, they're just frightening. Things like the fact that less than 1% of adolescents and 1% of teenagers have a biblical worldview. I mean, you can't get much lower than that, you know, so we've we've abjectly failed in terms of raising our children and you know we we can look at the fact that 
only 2% of the parents of kids under the age of 13 have a biblical worldview. That's appalling. You can't give what you don't have. So I begin to understand, yeah, why aren't kids catching on? The people that they tend to trust the most don't have it to give them. And then you look at the fact that less than one out of every 10 parents of kids under 13 have any kind of a plan for the spiritual formation of their children. So they're just hoping spontaneously their children will put it together, although even most of those parents are not necessarily hoping that their children will embrace Christ as their Savior, will embrace the Scriptures as truth, will live lives that reflect that of Jesus. That's not even on their radar. It's not part of their agenda. So those are the kinds of things that are, that are definitely alarming to me. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's our future. It's our children's future and our future Christianity. You say children as young as 15 months old start forming a worldview, and their worldview is formed by age 13. So how are worldviews formed? And I know you talk about seven cornerstones in the book. Yeah, I talk a lot about this issue, you know, and it's, it's really a response to experiences and questions. Kids are trying to figure out who they are, why they're alive, why they should keep living, who they want to become, what kind of impact they want to have on the world, what kind of a difference they want to make, what what's worth living for. These are the kinds of things they're trying to answer as they're very young. And it's the reason by, by the time they're 13, they've got a fully formed worldview. They have to address these questions day after day. Everybody has a worldview. Everybody develops one when they're young. And that worldview is the basis of every decision we make every moment of every day of our lives. So you have to have a worldview to get through the day. And so they're really trying to figure it out. So they're watching things very carefully. They're analyzing what's happening. They're asking questions to try to get to the bottom of how does life work? So, I mean, that that's how it, it happens. But they're definitely influenced by certain entities more than others. So, for instance, I talk in the book about how it's media that influences kids more than anything else. You know, you would hope it would be their parents. Maybe their churches would be a close second. Neither one is, is in top place. Churches aren't even on the list in terms of influence. So we look at all that and we say, okay, we need to rethink what's happening here in terms of how that worldview is being developed. Parents don't have a plan. Right now, the way that worldview gets developed is by default, and that's, that's completely unacceptable. Absolutely. So how can parents who don't hold on to a Christian worldview make a change so that they can raise their children to obtain a Christian worldview? What do parents need to do? Well, uh, I've got a whole chapter about that, actually a whole section, four chapters, uh, on how to do that. And there are four disciple-making practices that I found that parents who are effective at raising their children to be disciples of Jesus, that these are four practices they implement. And the first of those is you got to make a commitment to the process, which means that you start out by saying, you know what, my identity isn't just this generic idea of I'm a parent. More than that, you've got to look at it and say, I'm a disciple maker. That's what Christ put me here to do. 
That's why God has given me these children to raise them up to be disciples. So I've got to be thinking about what does it mean to be a disciple personally, and how do I convert that into a set of habits and patterns and activities and practices that will help my children to become followers of Jesus. And and so in the course of doing that, you know, we've, we've got to be thinking about the nature of our relationship with God, the nature of our beliefs, where they come from, why they matter, how do I explain them and model them for my children? And that's really the second practice, is to know what you believe, to know why you believe it, and to be able to share that with your children. Invite them into that journey of knowing what you believe and why you believe it. And then thirdly, it's not just enough to believe it. As, as James talks about it in his epistle, you've got to convert belief into action. Disciples aren't just people who believe the right stuff. There are people who do the right stuff because they believe the right stuff. We do what we believe. And so you got to have those right beliefs in place, but then you got to convert them into biblical action. And then finally, you need to be measuring how well you're doing at this, both in your life and in your child's life. And so knowing what it is that you need to measure, how often to measure it, how to measure it, those are key things also that I talk about. But but those are the kinds of practices that a parent who's going to disciple their children need to engage in. And we talk briefly about this concept of, you know, the seven cornerstones of a biblical worldview. And so many of the parents, even in the church, are not disciples themselves. But they find out, oh my gosh, being a, a disciple maker of my children is the single most important responsibility that God gives me in my life. What am I going to do? I'm not even there. Well, the good news is you only need to be about 10 seconds ahead of your kids. They don't understand where you're actually at in your life, but they're going to watch you closely. So what I suggest in the book is, you know what? Get on the path of you becoming a disciple best place to start is these seven cornerstones for reasons I described in the book. But know the seven cornerstones, begin to practice the seven cornerstones, teach them to your children, and invite them to come alongside you on that journey as you become a disciple, help them to become one as well. Yes, the book is excellent. And I highly, highly, out of all the books I've ever recommended, this is my number one book that I am recommending that everybody should get a copy of. Every parent, every grandparent, every ministry leader, every Christian needs to read this book. Well, Dr. Barna, we're going to have a second part series with you to go over a few more shocking statistics regarding the church and how parents can really make disciples for their children. And we're looking forward to having you again on the show to finish this review, or I should say this interview. Thanks so much, Leanne. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.